This week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast is brought to you by the guy eating a salad on the train ride home. Hey there, check out this super healthy meal I'm having. I bet you wish you could get some of these thick leafy greens right in your mouth. Want to know something? I grew these veggies in my garden. That's right, baby. I have a garden. I grow all sorts of stuff in it. Turnips, tomatoes, and all that spinach you can handle. What's that? This isn't dangerous enough for you? Well, how about we get a little naughty and splash some dressing on this healthy bed of leaves and just go munching on it? Mmm. I can taste the nutrients entering my body. You want some of this? All you gotta do is come a little closer and whisper, Pretty please, in my ear, and I'll give you something to munch on. This week's episode is brought to you by Elfin and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and tasty food. Elfin and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious-ass food for you to chew on while you watch some fucking sports. Come on down to Elfin and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that Mind Gap Podcast sent you. Gather round, folks. This week, Justin and I chat about NBC Universal's new approach to shoving ads in your face and how ads can be super annoying in content. I then talk about how much effort I put into reading stories to my daughter, and then we talk about how we personify our personality traits. We then discuss our comedic approaches to social situations. So get comfortable, turn on the TV, and get ready to get bombarded by super-targeted ads as we dive headfirst into episode 220 of Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Oh, time. I've been running the stopwatch since our last podcast. Oh, what time? It has been 169 <laughs> hours and 57 seconds. There you go. That's how long since we, uh, you know, <laughs> last podcast. There we go. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Sicky's never wasted if you're getting a root. Ah, yeah. Well played. Well played. We sir. did it. Yeah. We Australian. We did it. Uh, the other day at work, I was, I was like, the one thing I'm confident in is being like uh, uh, kind of gr- creepy Southern. Mm. I nailed that one without right without that's close to home for you. It kind of is. Yeah, there's two people that started uh, in the new hire class, and they're both from Missouri, and I could tell. One was from Kansas City, one was from St. Louis. I'm like, yeah, you're both from you're both the, Missouri. Yeah, I was like, I I get it. Yep, I hear it. I was like, I'm just gonna hide in the back here. I don't want you to sniff me out. Oh, so you didn't like lean heavy in because I thought the best thing that you could possibly do for two new people that started at your company is, is yell the N word is be creepy <laughs> and southern. It's like, just walk up and just start whispering. Yeah. Be like, oh boy, you smell like you're from my neck of the woods. <laughs> could you could you hear it the way they were talking? Oh, yeah. yeah. It was the way they were talking. Okay. And plus, one of the guys was wearing like a checkered shirt that looked like it was not quite flannel. It was nicer than flannel. 
But he's, you know, they're talking about, you know. I'm wearing my nice flannel today. He's like, yeah, man, I'd, I'd like to find an opportunity to, you know, uh, to do to do some philanthropic things over, over in my neck of the woods. And I was like, ha, 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 Cricker! <laughs> you know that philanthropic? Yeah. Yeah. I like to throw some picks. I like to throw. Hey, Phil, throw a pick. Hey, Phil, throw a pick. <laughs> right over here, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Uh, I saw an article today to kick us off here. Yes. That says. Well, you didn't want to mind that anymore. I mean, come on. It was, we <laughs> absolutely can. <laughs> uh, it's uh, TechCrunch posted this article and it says NBC Universal rolls out its shoppable TV ads. And I went, hmm, what's this? And it's exactly what you think it is. So if you guys uh, go into TechCrunch and look up NBC Universal shoppable TV ads, you can find it. Uh, Did you see the, the the best comment at the bottom? Oh no, I didn't. What does it say? It's HTTP Illuminati One dot US. I did see that. Yep. <laughs> but uh, it says here that NBC Universal's rolling out. Basically, they're trying to figure out how can we get more advertisers. Uh, money. Well, not that. How do they connect better with their audience, right? Sure. How can they get people to buy something faster? So, uh, in in the two screenshots that they have, one of them is from uh, I'm assuming the the what is it, the U.S. Open? What is the tennis thing? Uh, the French Open. It's the it's the it's the uh, over over Lynette. That's what it's called. Um, <laughs> oh, it was the French Open? Yeah. Cool. So it's the French Open, uh, and then the other one is from um, Songland, and it's in the French Open one. They basically have the guy's outfit that he is wearing, the tennis player's outfit, uh, and it's got a little QR code in the bottom of the corner. It shows the guy with a very coy pose. He's very coy, and it says, "Open camera, scan code, shop now." And you scan the QR code, and it takes you to—is it Lacoste with the little alligator? Yeah, the little alligator Lacoste. Yeah. It takes you to their website, and you can buy the shirt that he's wearing. Uh, for Songland, one of the guys, one of the judges or the coaches is playing on a keyboard, and you can open camera, scan code, shop now, and you can buy the Lumi keyboard that he's playing on. And so now instead of uh, just waiting for a commercial for things that you don't want to buy, they are giving you the opportunity to scan a code and immediately start shopping online while you're watching the show. To me... Gross. It's very gross to me. It's gross, but at the same time, I I I don't mind targeted advertising. I never have. You've, you've always been okay with that. Because for me, if you're if you're gonna advertise to me something that I'm interested in, I right. appreciate it. What I don't like is ads for shit I don't care about. Right. Like car commercials, which we've gone down the road millions of times. You're watching sports or something like that. It's like, check out the new car. I'm like, fuck your car. I don't care. So, to some extent, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be interested in buying, you know, uh, Djokovic's outfit. Yeah. But I think it's kind of weird. It's like, you want to buy shit, buy shit, you know? I just, but yeah. But I mean, also, you think about the revenue possibilities for him. It's like, hey, Look, every time you're on, for every for everything. You get, a, you get a QR code that's tied to you. Yeah. And every time you get someone to click it. I, look, I, I get it. I understand. <laughs> like, I understand how capitalism works. Tuck, I understand <laughs> the financial benefit that people stand for this. I get that it is massive advertising dollars. Yeah. And really, all television is, as far as the networks and the and the, the stations are concerned, all that all TV is is just filler until mm -hmm. you can get to the commercials. Yeah, that's all it is. They don't give a shit about it. Networks mm -hmm. don't care about it. Cable companies don't care about it. 
very few people give a shit about the actual content. It's just how many how many commercials, how many things can we fit in? It's a commodity for selling stuff. Exactly. And so they're just billboards. It's all there. Mm-hmm. And if we can start filling in the actual content yeah. and we make more money off that, fucking fantastic. Then why not do it? You've yeah. already seen, I mean, when they started, they've been doing this for years now, but you know, you'll see the little uh, thing pop up like in the middle of a show, you'll see two people like stand back to back and it's like new episode of whatever the fuck show it is, you know, this Thursday. And it's, it's them doing something cutesy in the corner. So they're already promoting their own shit. Why not just fucking slam more ads in there? Yeah, I guess part of it, too, is just for me is how intrusive is it to to the show? Because if it's something along the lines of... I just um, don't want anything else to pop up. Because like, that's the thing. In this Songland one, yeah. like in, in, a, look, in a sporting event, you've already got tickers and you've got uh, scoreboards and you've got oh. all sorts of things just flying around. Like I get it in a sporting event. Like there's all sorts, or a newscast. You've got all sorts of shit around the screen. In Songland, this show that looks very, very intrusive. Yeah. Does it not? It, sure it does. should not be there. Well, I think part of it too is just again, are you going to be watching like a drama, and it's going to be like, do you like this outfit? Do you want to? Hey, I have Starbucks. Click here to, to get a free Starbucks gift card or whatever. You know like what I mean? Like the couch that this character just got murdered on. <laughs> right. Buy it now. At, check out at the West laund- Elm. Check out this lingerie set that this actress is wearing. Right. You know, like what? Like, I don't. I don't want to be taken out Interested of the moment. Interested in this getaway car? Yeah. Because I'm thinking of Shop tennis. Kia. Like, I'm looking at tennis. I'm like, tennis, like, ah, whatever. I guess that's okay. It just I mean, looks like one more. Again, it looks like it's almost, uh, you know how they have a bio yeah. come up for someone? Yeah. It's just one more thing on the screen. It's pretty intrusive when I look at the Songland one. It's it's like, do you like keyboards? Click here. And I'm like, part you, of me gets it because it kind of makes sense. Because if you're watching this show, odds are you like music to some degree. Right. Maybe you're and a musician. This is, yeah. And look, this is a cool one. It's rainbow key colored and everything like that. That, right. But I'm like, ah, I just kind of feel like it's just, I don't know. It's like that, uh, you know, you ever watch Ready Player One? Yes. You know, the bad guy, Ben Mendelsohn's character, yeah. and that he's like, guys, if we get this, we can, we realize we can cover 80% of the screen with ads. Right. It's like, oh my God. And I'm like, yeah, that's the extreme version, but we're kind of heading in that direction. Well, what it looks like, honestly, if you look at the song, again, it's, we're it's focusing on the Songland uh, screenshot, but what it looks like is it looks like a pop up ad. Mm-hmm. It looks like what you fucking get while you're surfing the web. I'm sure psychologically, too, they're like, ah, people are used to this. Probably, and I like, guess, man. It just for me, it's very because the thing is too. I in in here the uh, and I wish I could find this this pull quote here, but it basically said that. Um, oh, and if you're worried about product ads suddenly flooding your favorite shows, uh, good because co- it's happening. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Colette Wynn, uh, one of the executives at NBC Universal, said that uh, it will be limited to one brand per program, and I was like, sure, now. And only that for the entire program. Right, what, right. Is it, yeah, or for the entire match of the French Open for jo- Djokovic, right. is this just going to be on the screen? So Lacoste just bought that ad space, and is it just that one brand? But there's multiple of that brand. Yeah. But again, too, it's one for now. Mm-hmm. But then this sales levels out, and they're like, "Well, if we put two, it's still not that oh, intrusive. Especially if and it's we ex- can double sales if it's successful, right? Because the thing I like again, the thing I like about the ad thing is if this appeals to someone who's like I'm into Lacoste stuff and I like Djokovic sure. and things like that, you can click that and it, it, it's a better way of you know that this is like buy it now, right? Which from a business standpoint, that's pretty sweet. It's not like hey, click here to learn more. It's like no, scan the QR code. It's going to take you to our site and yeah. you can purchase it like right now, right now. So a part of me appreciates it, but also a part of me is disgusted by it because that's someone's thinking like. What's on the screen that we could entice them to purchase? Right. Hey, do you like this 
kind of the flowers in the background, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, right. like Mother's Day's around the corner, you know. Or, you see the guy who's taking the picture with his <laughs> iPhone? Click it, here and it you can get It kind of looks like iPhone. Anthony Bourdain, but right. it's not. Use, use your iPhone to scan and buy another iPhone. Yeah, yeah right. It's like none of this. I, the, the thing that I guarantee you, I guarantee you what's going to fucking happen is that it's going to start. Okay, well, then let's just have a scroll across the bottom. Yeah. And then let's have something on the side. And then if we just put a bug in the top in the top corner, just the whole show, mm-hmm. and we can just rotate stuff out of it. And it's eventually your fucking shows just become fucking commercial. It, yeah. I have I have an issue with I have a big issue with even though I understand that it is the main driver of these networks, it's the only way that they stay on the air. I have such an issue with the way advertising uh, and marketing is is handled. Oh, oh my. for fuck oh my. sake. Everyone calm down now. Jesus um, Christ. But yeah, I just I have I have a big issue with this. Now it's interesting. Jared said, Do you guys not have that already? On Foxtel, our version of cable, you can buy from ads by pressing a colored spell with a U. Okay, first of all, you can't say that shit, Jared. I know it's 2019, but you can't just say things like that. Okay. A colored button that oh. takes you to the shopping site. Yeah. So I my, my guess is, Jared, that sounds like it's not. It's an it's actually an interact. Is this like for like an internet enabled television? Like is this like on the TV? Like the show pops like picture in picture and it takes you to the site on your television, or is it something on the on your phone? Because I, I don't know. I, I I have an even bigger issue with that if that's the case. Yeah, right. Like if your actual show is getting interrupted, fuck that. Yeah, I'm not big on uh, interruptions. This week's episode is also brought to you by Francois Bardot's 100% Pure Mouth Water. In a world where sugary drinks and fake spring water assault our taste buds, you need a new and refreshing drink that will not only soothe that dry throat, but also give you that good, clean, organic taste that you're looking for. Francois Bardot's 100% Pure Mouth Water is just that, mouth water. No preservatives, no sugar, just pure water dripped from the mouth of a 25-year-old Frenchman into a handcrafted mason jar. Head on over to mouthwateriswater.com and enter the code MINDGAP at checkout to receive a custom-made mason jar and the picture of the man from which the mouthwater came. On this week's episode of MindGap Podcast, Justin and I have a discussion about the potential tech boom in Chicago and how it could affect the city. We then discuss the various costs of progress before talking about the corporate buzzwords we hate, and then we invent our own. We then talk about the fanaticism of Disney workers, what we could do to provide a Disney experience in our current jobs, and finally, we look at the modern institution of marriage and discuss how we could update it. Does that seem like a random smattering of topics? Well, way to go, Nancy Drew! You figured out the mystery! Now sit your ass down, take off your detective hat, and get ready to hear the sultry sounds of episode 206 of Mind Gap Podcast. Now, see, there was a here's and I so let me let me throw this at you then, because um, I feel like we're we're relatively in the same uh, idea space with it. Like you seem a little bit more okay with it, but I think you yeah. understand like where I'm coming from. Hundred percent. What uh, when I was a uh, couple, I don't know, seven eight years ago when I was going through that. Um, uh, internet startup phase, right? Where I was, I was doing the, the company that kind of morphed into a bunch of different things. Poop.com. Right. And what we were trying to do was start a uh, internet television station. And one of the first iteration of that was called ClickVision TV. And we were working with this software that enabled you to create hotspots in, in the program while you're watching online. Mm-hmm. And so again, like if you liked, you know, uh, a table or if we were drinking Coke or Pepsi, 
you could click on the can and it would take you to Pepsi's website oh, or it cool. would open a new tab. So it was literally an interactive thing where you would click on the screen on the thing you liked. I don't have as big of an issue with that because it's on a different medium. Yeah. Because it's something that if you're online, it is a, a newer, you're already clicking on things. It is already an interactive experience. Mm-hmm. On the television, to me, that is not an interactive experience. There's, yeah. you, they talk about there's lean forward and lean back uh, uh, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Lean forward is where you're actively engaging when you're watching stuff on your computer, on your phone. That's lean forward. When you're leaning back, that's movies, television, things like that. For me, when it's a lean back medium, I do not agree with with popping all this interactive shit on there. That's just me. Thoughts. Well, I mean, for me too, it's um, I watch so few things that have ads nowadays. Okay, so um, you don't watch so general I, TV. No. You're, you're always streaming. I'm streaming. Sure. Um, you know, uh, I deal with the ads on YouTube and stuff like that. Uh, but even then, those are pretty quick. Yeah, I hate a video that's just loaded with ads. Um, is that user like that, that uploads? Are they the ones that do that where they like will allow for um, ads to be interrupting the videos or is that created by YouTube? You oh, know you talk on YouTube? Yeah. yeah. It depends on the length of the video. And I think you can choose when you upload. Uh, you can, if it's a longer video, you can choose to have your ads up front at the end mm-hmm. or in the middle. I think there is an option to do different things. And I think where I could be wrong on this, but I think where you choose to put it maybe equals different CPMs. So you yeah. might be making more off. Of What's it. a CPM? It's a cost per thousand clicks. Mm, that doesn't or mean. Or cost per thousand views. What's what's the M? So, well, M is the Roman numeral for thousand. Oh. Uh, I thought it was million. No, it's thousand. Mm. Cost per CPM is cost per thousand. Mm. Mm. You learn mm. things. Yes. How about that? Um, uh, I, don't, I hate content that gets interrupted. That's right. really what it is, especially like a longer YouTube video. You're into it and you're laying and it's like, check out the new. Brrr. I'm like, fuck you. How dare you? That's always been a really frustrating thing for me is um, stuff that. And that's why uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, he reads all of his ads up front. And then he just goes into his conversation because right. the last thing he wants is to interrupt the flow of the conversation. Right. And we talked with about ads. We yeah. talked about that on our show. We were like, look, let's just if we're, we start doing that, that we're going to put everything up front. So this the show just goes. Yeah. Yeah. And and I respect that. And it's, it's, you know, obviously Joe can set his own oh, rules in yeah. that regard. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not fucking doing that. Right. Um, I'll do whatever I want with that because that makes sense. Because also his whole thing is long form conversations. Why interrupt? That? And that's why you know he also a lot of those guys talk about you know radio. You know you can't have a long form radio uh, discussion because no. they're like and now let's take you back to Cocoa Puffs. Like you can't you know. <laughs> and now let's take you back to Cocoa. Puffs. Yeah, Cocoa Puffs, the chocolatey and the milk, and it gets soggy, and you drink it, and you're like, this is healthy, but it's not. All right, Justin, tell me about your testicular cancer. Did it hurt? <laughs> you know. <laughs> It's like, wait, what? Right. How, how do we how do we do that? It's it's just I I get why, you know, certain podcasts do it. Especially if it's something comedic. I'm sure. like, ah, it's fine. I can take a break from it. But if you're having a serious conversation, right. I mean, Joe Rogan was talking, he had Edward Snowden on, you know. That's so incredible. If yeah. in the middle of that he's like, So guys, let's talk about Stamps. smoking weed. Stamps.com. Yeah. Like, what? No, let's right. hear what fucking Snowden has. Well, like, to get say back to something. Snowden. You're talking to Snowden. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what the fuck? Like it's it's really obnoxious in that regard <clears throat> when that stuff interrupts. So um I don't know. I but at the same time, I want stuff that might interest me to reach me, you know, and 
I, I, I don't. Get that. I get that. I just think the thing is we're inundated. So we are we are constantly bombarded with stuff. Constantly bombarded yeah. with ads. Doesn't matter if you're on your phone. You're playing a game on your phone. You've got an mm. ad. You're watching a video on your phone. You've got an ad. YouTube's got ads. There's ads on buses. There's ads on billboards. There's ads on what like there commercials. You got what like no matter where you go, there's fucking ads. You know, mm-hmm. you go to the urinal here and there's an ad above the fucking urinal. Like mm-hmm. it, it. There is so much ad space. I just, and again, I understand the almighty dollar drives it. I am not blind. So before people start jumping in and, well, you don't understand. It's a lot of money. I get it. I fuck. I understand that. But to me, what bothers me is the fact that there is, I, I love, I love stories and entertainment so much that if the minute that you start encroaching on, on that, you've got your commercial space. That's where you live. That's where your advertising lives. The show, there should be a wall around that. I want to build that wall and protect the show. Don't let the commercials come into the show. Mm. Yeah. Build the wall around the show. <laughs> build yeah. that wall. Around the show. Build that wall. Around the show. Build that wall. Around the show. I got you. Thank you. Um, no, I, I, I don't like uh, interfering with... People outside going to the bathroom are going to be like, is that a fucking Trump podcast? What's happening over there? He's smacking that table. They must be from Missouri. He hates wood. Right. Um... But it, it, it's definitely a situation where I don't. I'm the same way. Don't interrupt my my experience. Um, right. Don't. Let me put this out then. No. What is great? <laughs> We're gonna sit in silence for the next and now, hour. And deal now with this. this. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> Insert another ad right here. Um, uh, no. What if? Okay. So you're okay with it being on television. You go to the movie theater. Oh, They've God. got ads before the movie now. Yeah. They run legit commercials before the movie. Mm-hmm. So now, in the middle of your movie, oh, man. in the corner, boop, pops I'd, a little I'd bar. I would riot. See? Yeah, so, I'd like, absolutely riot. Th- what's preventing that from happening? Oh, because the thing is, like, I'm not too upset because most of the stuff is happening on things that I don't watch. Sure, So I'm exactly, like, ah, whatever, exactly. NBC Universal, have fun. Right. Have fun with that. What I'm that, looking at is... Go ahead. What I find most upsetting is the thing at the bottom that says NBCU streaming service Peacock. What? We have another one? Uh, Oh, you haven't heard about Peacock? Announces original slate, including Battlestar Galactica reboot. I'm like, we don't need another one, guys. We don't need another service. We, I will, we will touch on that in one second. But the thing that I think, what I, when I I see something like this, I, it, it outrages me in the, in the uh, immediate, but. I'm also looking at down the road. Like, yeah. I, I worry because, like, for me, anytime I see something like this, I'm always like, what's the long tail on this? Mm-hmm. Where are we going with this? Because it will spot anytime money's involved, it will oh, yeah. spiral out of control. People are going to go, cool, we implemented this. It's now part of our society. Now, how far can we push it? Oh, yeah, especially. Um, and it's going to go because Because what they do is they stuff. hit you with it, and if it's not that big of an outrage, right. they, you get used to it. Right. You know, and because I mean, think of let's just look at this website we're looking at right now. I never look at the sides anymore on a website because they're loaded with what ads. Mm -hmm. And it's just like with pop ups, you know, when pop ups happened in the early, you know, 2000s, it got to the point where you always just knew pop ups were bullshit, right? They were always bullshit. You just clicked out of them, whatever. You didn't want to do it because people were like, it's annoying. They created pop up blockers, people create ad blockers. So there's, there's a level to it that is annoying to most users. But I get that people have to pay the bills in a lot sure. of way, but there's got to be a, a good balance. And, you know, well, you just ask how much, and this is going to sound like the hippie in me, how much money is enough? Like, when, at what point are you just like, 
Let's fucking squeeze more out of it. Let's do yeah. more. It's the perpetual. Our board demands more. The perpetual growth model, which just doesn't exist. It, that's although, the thing, although yeah. to a certain extent, it does it, it does breed innovation. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I, in a lot I don't of ways, want to take away from that side of it too. There's 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 pros and cons to that sort of stuff because right. the, the innovation side of it is is pretty powerful. Sure. In a lot of ways, where um, you know Netflix, I think is a good recent example because what was the original model? We're going to set, mail you DVDs right? and then Blu-rays and then we have streaming and that's cool. But that wasn't sustainable. And part of it was like, we want more growth. We want more subscribers. It's like, well, how do we get more subscribers? Right. How do we compete with that? We'll make our own content. Right. And then it got to the point where it was like, oh, so people were flocking there for all these different types of shows because HBO did the same thing. Absolutely, where it's like, yeah. we've got these shows that are incredible that people will show up for. Right. Um, so that drove Netflix to its next level of success where it sort of shed its previous model right. and moved into being a production house, more or less. Right. And now they're actually pivoting to podcasts. Interesting. They're I doing, didn't know that. They're, they're, they're going to release their first scripted podcast. I've heard about the scripted podcast stuff where, who was it? There was someone on a podcast who was talking about how there's a lot of executives now who are like, mm, I don't know about the concept of that. Do a scripted podcast and see if it works. And that's kind of like their their pilot really? for like that's go do like a, proof of concept. Yeah, it's like yeah. a proof of concept. It's like go do a podcast wow. with it, and if it works great, then maybe we'll pick it up and we'll see what else we can do with it. Fuck me, man. Which that's I think is kind of interesting. That is, it's interesting. I, I it's flawed, but it's interesting. Well, you know what, what I find fascinating about podcasting is uh, it's so creative what people have are able to do with it. It's, yeah. it's, you know, I think we're probably the most innovative in what we do with I mean, two you're welcome. white men speaking about things and recording it. Giving our opinions Giving on our things opinions that no one asked about. In a beautiful dungeon. Right. Um, but things like, uh, you know, th th there's uh, the, the dramatic stuff, the spooky, like the, you know, there was a series called, uh, well, I mean, Logan, you know, the, the Wolverine, Wolverine. Yeah, stuff absolutely. they're doing. That's amazing. Sound design, everything, telling a story. Yeah. Uh, there was another uh, a horror podcast I was listening to called The White Vault. Sure. Which was really good. There's a couple really good horror ones out there right now. Uh, there's a, there's Dungeons and Dragons one, like the Dark Dice. It's a horror Dungeons and Dragons one, which is really great. That gets the storytelling in, in its in its best. Yeah. In, in most fascinating. And um, I love the idea of that stuff existing and and what people can do to tell those stories and i i love everything about it because yeah. it, it's also something about it being just purely audio that adds a certain element to it just with the imagination oh, 100%. about it which i think is really cool and um i don't know it, it gets me excited when i hear things like that it's a new avenue to try there's something for entertainment well i love the fact that what's there, there isn't there's a nostalgia element too because like what's old is new again because i mean they would they would do this back in the the 30s and 40s with radio plays like oh, the sure. shadow and everything like that all yeah. started back way back then you know and they still i mean they still do it there's wait wait don't tell me and that like npr is is wonderful yeah. it's a lot of that too but the fact that it's moving into like really like heavily produced, well fucking done scripted podcast is it's a really fun new avenue to, mm -hmm. to explore. I, I, I find the more I'm thinking about it now that I find the the concept of using it as proof of concept for a for a full series I find that more and more interesting. Again, I don't think it will always work. No. There's definitely times where it won't translate, but there are there's a lot of potential for that to be the, some yeah. cool shit. You think about fleshing out some characters yeah. and stuff like that to see what you can make happen, yeah. and uh, it's it's fascinating. I've had a couple of things I wanted to do. Is like, what kind of fun to do? Like, a, yeah, I'm a not little... gonna. I'm not to say I 
didn't have that thought too. And, uh, I mean, maybe I don't know. Who knows? Maybe look out for Mind Gap. Uh, yeah, I'd love to do that. I think that'd be fun. It'd be fun to do um, uh, comedic one. It'd be fun to do. I mean, there's even Matt Besser's podcast, uh, Improv for Humans, yeah. where they just do improv. Right. They have guests come on. They They're talk with people. Work, yeah. They have people like sing a song, and then based on that, they improvise off of it, just purely audio. Like they yeah. don't like whatever and. Some of it's good, some of it's not. But yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea that they're literally just going to sit across from each other and they're just going to do it. Well, I was talking with, our, I mean, for those who are just listening now, we have a guy who, or maybe this is your first time, because Jared's sharing us. I don't know. Hey, but, welcome. Uh, we've got a guy who's been on a bunch of times, our friend Chris Vellucci, him and his buddy Matt Lampson. Um, oh, yeah, who has Matt's been on here before, too. Yeah. They do a show at Second City every once in a while called The Chris and Matt Show. And I, I mentioned to Chris, I said, wouldn't it be cool if you guys really want to stretch your writing muscles, do a scripted comedy series, an SNL, yeah. for, but a podcast. Yeah. I can do sketch comedy, all audio-based. I said, you guys could, you could, oh, have, a, man, you could, you could have an entire army. Yeah, like, right. Like, and you, you wouldn't have to cast it. You would just record your voices a bunch of times, and now you got yourself, yeah. like the, the theater of the mind concept, you could really play with that. You're in outer space. You don't yeah. have to pay for green screen or any special effects. You just fucking go to, like, put a couple blip noises in there. Yeah. You're good. Like you can really play with, uh, you can ex- you can have a very expansive world mm-hmm. when you're just doing the audio thing. One hundred percent. I mean, look at the silly stuff we did for our interlude episode, right? You know, where I was right, where you were lost broadcasting and, yeah. from the another, another realm. Dimension. You're right. You know, exactly. like I just a couple little bit of sound design, sound effects, um, and had fun. You know, it was it was really cool to yeah. kind of create that sort of element. I think that'd be fun to try at some point. I just it's definitely a realm that leads itself to. I like voice acting stuff anyway. Like yeah. I, th- I have a, a little thing where, um, you know, hit record Joseph Gordon Levitt's yeah. website. I've done a couple of things on there just for fun. Where I'm like, ah, Sub- whatever, I'll submit yourself to it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this sounds this sounds like fun, and I just I just did it for funsies, which I should go back and check and see if anyone messaged me. Probably <laughs> not. Uh, but it was just one of those things where, um, you know, they had a. They were going to be doing a podcast, a fantasy podcast, okay. and they were looking for someone to be the bartender. I'm like, oh, I know who this character is. I was like, I'm going to submit for this. And I had a blast doing it. And regardless of like whatever happened with yeah. it, I was like, I feel fun doing it. And there was also a, a, a sketch one about uh, parents who found out that their baby was like a Republican. <laughs> I love and, that. and they were like, we found out he's 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 only one, but we can tell he's a Republican. It's like he's he's playing with cars without any sort of regard for emissions or anything like that. Like it's crazy. We want to. It was very very funny, and I did a, I did a voice read for that too, which was fun. So I know, there's a lot of cool stuff. I was waiting for you to go. And I and I did a really good job, if I do say so myself. Uh, I pretty much nailed. Well, I, it's, thing. well, it, what, I, what's, what I'm surprised by too is that um, a little quality goes a long way with yeah. some of those because you can hear anybody's submissions. So you can click on anybody's stuff. Yeah. I've heard some people you just you know the the, the white noise background right. where they're like ah during the raid and you're like dude they're doing it into their phone standing under a train yeah, yeah. you know which to some extent I'm like look man do what you gotta do right. but um, I think it's cool to giving people an opportunity to, right. to, to try that stuff out and and I a little bit of effort. Very enjoy, very much enjoy giving that stuff a try because I like messing with different voices, not accents, but voices. But voices, <laughs> yes. 
uh, character voices, if you will. Well, that one time you and I uh, uh, recorded each other for that uh, video game submission. Oh, sure, for Remember Mass that? Effect, yeah, yeah, Andromeda. Yeah, so yeah. they were coming out, and, and Doug, Doug was like, I want to do this thing. I'm like, I'll do it too, and yeah. we recorded each other, and it was really fucking fun. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. It was so much fun. I'd love to do something like that just to, to test that you, stuff. I'm uh, I know someone, I'm not going to name names, but I know someone who has come up with some really interesting stories. Oh, yeah? Uh, that they have not shared around with the public in mass. Yeah. Uh, and I think it would be really interesting because I've thought for a long time these would be really fun to develop for film, but they would, you know, require a shitload of production behind it, and mm. like more so than we actually have uh, access to right now. Interesting. Down the road would be amazing, but nothing's to say that you we couldn't do these as radio plays. That's a good point. That's a really good point. We could go to any planet, any dimension, mm. any character you wanted. <laughs> I like where this is going. I'll have to tell you who this person is off. Cool. Yeah. I'd love to meet them. That yes. sounds delightful. <laughs> Actually, it's a really good point. I'm just saying, keep your ears out uh, for new stuff coming from it. I like that. Yes. Now I'm now I'm interested. Now I'm... Now I give a shit. <laughs> well, part of what I like, too, is I love reading stories to Natalie. Like, sure, I just yeah. love, yeah. like, trying to... Like, we read... God, it's a long fucking... It's a fairy tale. Uh, it's called the Tinderbox. Oh, yeah. Well, can't wait till we get to actual books. Um, but it's just about this soldier who meets a witch, and she ties a rope to him and sends him down this tree. And it's got like f three chambers, each with bigger dogs. And she's like, yeah, "There's riches, but you have to get the Tinderbox." And then he finds, oh, whatever. It's a weird one. I don't remember that fairy tale at all. But point being, um, like as I'm reading it, and I like read the witch's voice. I was like, tie the rope to your belly, and then go. To I feel like I'm Mark Hamill playing the Joker, but still. <laughs> Bring me my tinderbox. Like I have so much fun just doing the that. The Chamberlain or yeah. the scientist? <laughs> yeah, this mm. is, uh, Luke Skywalker. Um, old Luke Skywalker. Old Luke Skywalker. I won't teach you! Oh, crazy Luke. Which was almost like Gilbert Gottfried there for a second. <laughs> I won't teach you! Look, I'm not gonna teach you how to fight with the light sword! <laughs> Saber. Saber, Gottfried! <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking cares anymore? <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I'm sure Natalie fucking just loses her mind when you do the voices too. I, would say I feel like she, I, she doesn't? I wouldn't say she gives it the really attention that it deserves. Um, <laughs> Do you not feel appreciated? Not really no. when I'm doing it, um, but I try. Like I try to get really emphatic with it. In yeah. fact, I'm actually going um, when you guys when this episode's released, I'm going to be going to her school to read uh, uh, stories to her class. I love that. They That's offered awesome. it up, but I was like, you know what? I'm working from home that day. I'd love to come. Now, and does just, she know you're coming? I haven't told her yet. I That's want to. Awesome. I kind of want it to be a surprise yeah. where it's like incomes dad, and I, I'll be like, I'm here to read stories, but you still still gotta stay here. I'll get pick you up later. My cousin, <laughs> you can't come home with me. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. My cousin uh, did that with his kids. He he was the first. He wanted to be the first dad to sign up, and mm. didn't tell his son. He walked in, and his son but lost his mind. It was yeah. really cool. So I think Natalie's gonna fucking love yeah. that. Yeah, I was like, they didn't give me any details. <laughs> I'm like, am I supposed to bring a story? I'm sure you guys have one. Like, just. Promise me that you will bring Fifty Shades of Grey. No, I've got walk in and just be like this. I've got the uh, the table read the script for uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yes. You know, so. yes, 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 yes. I'm like, guys, this is gonna be my monologue audition. I'm gonna be Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <laughs> Say one again. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it'll be yeah. so much fun. <laughs> 
I um, will say this, even though Natalie may not like recognize or or not give you the attention that you deserve. Uh, I want recognition, damn it. <laughs> Uh, it does make a difference because I remember uh, when I was younger getting stories read to me and if uh, someone did the voice and if someone else didn't, it felt very flat to me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll keep names out to protect the innocent, but uh, it, there's definitely a, it makes a big difference even though she may not, you may, it may not outwardly look like that. I guarantee you inside, because I had that, and inside it makes a fucking gigantic difference. It's so funny because I remember being... 36 years old, I still remember that. I remember being in school and hearing our teachers read to us, and they would get into character, and I always felt uncomfortable when they did Really? Because then they're like, and then the witch would say, bring me my tinderbox. I'm like, whoa, you're playing hard. I don't like, I was always like, don't do it. Just read it normal. So that's, that's just where read it normal. That's where awkward Doug came I in. guess. Real early. Was, for some reason, I was like, just read it like a normal person. Don't get into character. If you haven't listened before to the podcast, welcome. And know that Doug, uh, throughout his life, has had multiple versions of himself Awaken, mm-hmm. the most of which, the biggest of which is Practical Doug. Yes. Uh, but there's also Awkward Doug. And Awkward Doug does not like awkward situations. No, Awkward Doug's like, cool, I'm out of here, bye. <laughs> and I feel like... Shut it down! I feel like we're starting to get to the... the, the we're starting to pinpoint the location on the time, on the space-time, mm-hmm. where that happened. I yeah. feel like we might have just found it. Yeah, it's definitely a situation where, um, you know, different, you know... It's funny you bring that up, because I was just thinking today about Justice Doug. Justice Doug is a real... When I... If I try to, like, envision what they are, it's it's a golden... Like armored figure, like holding like a shield and like a mace. It's like yep. justice will be had on this day. Just light gleaning. It's right. like we must do it for the good of the kingdom. It's like settle down, Spaz. You know, Justice Justin, which is where my, the root of my name, uh, the Just One. Yes, uh, he's very William Wallace in nature. <laughs> Mine is a little bit more gritty, but uh-huh. it's like. We're gonna take this, yeah, and we're gonna te- we're gonna teach him, yeah. Because then there's Practical Doug, who looks like a uh, guy from NASA from the 1950s. <laughs> That's so it. That is it. That the, is so it. The skinny black tie yes. with the short sleeve dress shirt Horn with the pocket glasses. Horn yeah. glasses. He's just like, um, I don't know, man. That doesn't really make sense. I don't think we should do that. <laughs> Justice Doug is like, we will bring peace to the kingdom. Ah, it's not really worth it. I don't yeah, think we should think do it. Yeah, but think about how much effort it'll take. Yeah, it's yeah. like, mm, I don't know, that doesn't really make sense. It seemed like it's going to do more harm than good, but justice will be had. We will smite those who have wronged us. Right, now I hear the justice part. Mm-hmm. You've said that you've made that abundantly clear, but again, mm-hmm. again I just want to go through the calculations Yeah, I don't think quick. that's a good idea. Uh, you've seen Inside Out, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, another one of mine it's is... One of my favorite porns. ...is Rage Justin. Yeah. Rage Justin lives... Mm-hmm. Uh, he is very much like anger. He just is on fire. Mm-hmm. He's just he is a like a red felt thing that just like flames come out. Yeah, I've seen him before. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you have. Yeah. I've seen him before too. Yes, no, no, no. <laughs> like visually, I've seen like no. What I have you're two. saying, yeah, I have too. <laughs> Justin lit himself on fire. Was like uh, he wanted to make a point. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's point was taken. Point taken. Um, yeah, I've had definitely a lot more of those awakenings where sure. I've been like, oh, right, 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 right. Um, and being aware of that stuff, I think, is super important. Sure. Being self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I had that today. One might say it's the only thing that sets us apart from robots. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. The only thing. That and a soul. <laughs> um, uh, and the need to fuck. Uh, but. 
Make no mistake, robots have the same needs. Robot, why are you shaking? You're like, robots got to fuck. Make no mistake, they need lubrication. <laughs> everyone, everyone needs that. Um, yeah, but it was one of those things where um, it, I, today I felt it. I was having an emotional reaction. I've been telling myself, because I've been building these classes on emotional intelligence, which has been refreshing my memory sure. on these things. And I was like, sitting there, I was like, breathe. Your heart's beating really fast. Your face is very warm. You're angry right now. Right. Breathe, Breathe, relax, and that's where you know part of Justice Doug was like, "We will, <laughs> we will achieve victory this day." I was like, "Take it easy, take a deep breath, big guy." This doesn't matter. We've already achieved our goal. Right. We don't have to smash their face in with the mace. <laughs> like it's okay. You know, put yeah. the armor, take the armor off. We're good. We're good to go. Yeah. But that that has really gotten me to the point where I was like, "All right, you have to be much more aware." Of yourself, and then also manage that a lot better. Don't slam your fist down on the desk because you're angry. Um, that doesn't do anybody any good, and it scares the shit out of people when you do it. Okay. So, um, but the other thing I'm really I good at with that, but okay. is I'm very social aware, which I've always been pretty good at. Like I can read people generally pretty pretty well. Yeah. Um, I can usually be like. Mm. Something seems off yeah, about that person. Absolutely. You are exceptionally good with that and reading my words. You can read my words and be like, are you okay? Right. What, Doug, <laughs> what Doug means is like in text, either Gchat or via yeah. text, like he'll send me something. And it's like, you're okay, man. And you're, you're like, like I, I don't know how you did it again. Like, you, 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 you nailed it. Yeah. You figured it out. Something's wrong. You're yeah. like, you okay? Because you don't seem all right. I'm like, I'm not. Like, this isn't the normal like syntax in which you type. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like today, you know, I forget what I said to you today. But I called you a, a motherfucker or whatever in text today, and you're like, Jesus. I'm like, it's super aggressive Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah, man. very much is. You're like, okay, that was un- un- not needed whatsoever. Doug, Doug is like, into Woo! it. <laughs> yeah. And then I just envisioned Doug like just taking his shirt off and running down the hall. Yeah. Never to be seen again. In your face, Sharon. <laughs> just okay. <laughs> That's those are some of the things that make that make me laugh the hardest. Right. Is just things that are don't need to be aggressive that just turn that way very aggressive quickly right and people are like what the fuck i'm like i'm just kidding but you know yeah it's like up your ass what what well that was used to used to uh there are certain things that individuals depending on their physicality depending on their personality depending on a couple different factors they can they can use to to great um uh effect effect thank you um i was gonna say to great charter (laughs) I'm just going to start pulling random words out when I can't figure it to out. To great alacrity. To great... Af- <laughs> to great Nylar. <laughs> oh, the mighty Nylar. <laughs> All hail the, the great Nylar. Uh, no, to great effect. And one of the things that you used to do in improv was that you would be able to bring that Ugh. like over-aggressiveness to a scene that was very, very not aggressive. And yeah. it was just this juxtaposition. And you, you seem upset by it. It's, but it was uh, a beautiful juxtaposition. I'm glad you think so because I I have uh, completely... Again, it was funny to me, but people were like, Jesus Christ, Like right. this big guy just got aggressive real fast. They're like, dude, you got to... You gotta take it easy, right? In certain scenarios, it doesn't yeah. work. I get it, but I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, you're fair. Because the things that are f- that are typically physically funny, you look at a large guy who's meek, mild, or right. you know, has a high voice that usually plays well. Or you know, if I'm a large guy and they're like, hey, it's a lady, and I'm like, yeah, you know, right. stuff like that that usually plays well. But there's something to me about having that 
unexpected aggression. Right. Well, look at Chris Farley made a career oh, out of it. Right. Like he he was he was like he made a career out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, was his I bread just, and butter. I I think it's fun to sort of just like take a situation and make it sinister is probably a strong word, sure. but like taking it down like a bit of a dangerous path. Like even something as simple as someone goes. Um, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of something that'd be silly. It's like, man, uh, th- this is really complicated. I'm like, you're complicated. Right. And then just go right back to what I'm doing. They're like, what? I, I <laughs> one of my go-tos is the, uh, the, the, the being aloof, uh, where like someone will be like, uh, I don't know. Uh, do you want a glass of water? And I'll just go without even looking at him. Like, yeah, me too. <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally. Yeah, like you just like it's you, you answer in a in a in an affirmative that has nothing to do with what they asked you. you yeah, know? is this candle for sale? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. That's, yeah, and it, I just for me that's always funny. It's just that the concept of like, someone huh? who is just not paying attention just, at all to anything. <laughs> I love anything so that's going on. Yeah, that's so good. Or the guy that just doesn't get it. I don't know yeah. really where it's at. I I just love taking something that it, again it's obviously not good or so, someone's like oh man I uh, oh I spelled that wrong I'm like unacceptable <laughs> I will accept your resignation right now that's totally cool man don't worry about it you know it's just <laughs> and they can't figure out what like, like what, what just happened uh, a guy a mutual acquaintance of ours like does not know his sarcastic strength like I t- I told him that today okay. I was like he goes you know I got that feedback in my review. And but he's I, like super sarcastic. He's so sarcastic. I, you don't know your sarcastic strength, man. Like I, I've gotten better at reading you now. Yeah. But I'm like, I still sometimes I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> like I can't tell. He goes, yeah, man. He's like, I got that in my re- review. They yeah. said like you're super sarcastic, and I was like, yeah, whatever. And then when I was <laughs> packing my box of stuff to leave the office for good, I realized, oh, right, maybe I am. <laughs> And I laughed. I was like, yeah, dude, I, I took the longest time for me to be able to read your ability to yeah. be like, are you serious? I like, love, I can't tell. Yeah. But part of me is like, this is going to be a mystery to figure out. Right. What is it? <laughs> there's uh, there's someone at, uh, at my uh, nine to five that uh, that she, hers is a very, I don't know how to describe it, but it's very um, almost like the the. Jerry Lewis used to do it really well, like the nerdy kind of like fumbling through something mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's not where, okay. Oh, 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 no, everything's wrong. <laughs> everything, everything's wrong. Everything is to help. Oh, I broke it. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go. And it's like, just like that awkward sort yeah. of like, yeah. Oh God. Like one um, thing fall. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's the domino effect of everything going wrong. Mm-hmm. And like they, they play into that really well. And it's yeah. like, it's really interesting that people do have, everyone's got their little, and they may not even be aware of it. Like this yeah. person you're speaking of that, that with the sarcastic, <laughs> yeah. they may not be fully aware that they have this ability or that's their niche that they yeah. really like lock into. But, but every, I, I would like to think that most people have it. I, I'm really good at self-deprecating humor. Sure. Like I, I love punching myself in the face. I love punching like, you in the face too. I love, I just, it's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, it's just owning it yeah. and leaning into it because it, it also sets the room at ease. Right. When something goes wrong, like what am I, <laughs> I was teaching a class. There was, I remember this very vividly and I, I may have told the story before, so fuck you guys, but um, I'm doing it again. Uh, but they would be, I was writing something on the board. And I was trying to explain something and I, I don't even remember what it was, but there was like senior VPs in there and everything like that. And I, I said something along the lines, it's like, I want to say section or something, but I was like, so when you're having sex and I was like, that is absolutely not what I looked up and like my two colleagues popped their heads up because they, this is something they sat through a million yeah. times and they're like, wait, what? And everyone just started laughing. I turned and I was like, 
You guys know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> just lean into it. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. Anyway, about sex. Um, you know, so just right. leaning into it or whatever. Or, you know, one of my favorite things is I'd always tell people like, you know, well, tell me about you. I was like, oh, well, you know, I moved to Chicago. Uh, I wanted to go to grad school for music business. Uh, you know, I really enjoyed that. As you can see. That's really working out for me. Right. You know, because I'm like obviously not doing anything right. with it. And just, I love doing that sort of stuff. I think that it's just, it's fun to poke fun at yourself and it shows that you don't take yourself too seriously. Absolutely. I, help, I think it helps put people at ease. I, I fully agree with that. And I also will take that a step further and say that it is a wonderful self defense mechanism. Yes. Because if people are trying to come at you and take the piss out of you, you can very quickly turn that around. And I have had people get very upset that they have not been able to get under my skin because yeah. they'll start, at, like, whatever happens, you drop something and they're just like, ah, oh, you, know, uh, you know. What's but, up, Butterfingers? And then you just lean into it. You're just like, absolutely. Give me something else to drop. Yeah. You know, or you just, like fully lean into whatever it is that, mm -hmm. that they're trying to make fun of you for, you know, yeah. or you shift in the chair and they, you know, make a, a fart reference or something. And then you just take it one step further and actually fart in their face. <laughs> <laughs> Give him pink eye. You ever done He-Man sit-ups? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I have had legitimately had people get mad, and they're just like, "You can't fucking get under your skin." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Yeah, th it's those, those you, are. It's because I take the power away from you. Because oh yeah. I agree with the the joke. Yeah. One hundred percent. Like I, I love I love leaning into that stuff. Absolutely. Because it, it's just like you said. There's something about usurping that power. Yep. <laughs> from them, you know. I'm just like, and they're just uh, like, because you know, they're like. Oh, here it is. Yeah. I'm going to fucking get him. You yeah. know, and then you just, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It'd be someone like, hey, well, you know, look at shiny head over there. I'm like, yeah, I'm bald. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> it's the best thing. I don't have to pay for shampoo right. or haircuts. You're welcome, you're, world. You're welcome. I'm saving the world. <laughs> I'm saving the world. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also have a guy that I work with. And he also doesn't understand that sometimes he sounds extremely condescending, even though he doesn't mean it. Oh, really? And it's so funny because he's he's so earnest, like, but out of context, you're like, Jesus, man. Like, uh, uh, Emilio, who was on here, he was designing something, and he actually created a check mark in, okay. in PowerPoint that um, he was he was trying to figure. He had something that he had like in Photoshop. And I was yeah. like, is there a way we just build that in PowerPoint instead of like? You know, doing it from from whatever. So he did it, and he did it really well. And he he it was so funny. And then this guy goes, "Way to go with that check mark!" And we were like, "Jesus, man! Like, do, okay." He's like, "No, I'm serious. It looks great." It's like it didn't sound like it. It sounded like you're being super patronizing. That's an unfortunate one he to goes, have. People say that about me all the time. He's like, but I'm serious. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be condescending. And he's like really sad about it. But I'm like, dude, it's hilarious to me. <laughs> you can't like, be so into what you're saying. Yeah, That's the problem. Just, it comes off just enough where you're like, <laughs> fuck off. He's like, no, I'm serious. He's right, like, right. way to go, check marks. It's like, fuck off. It's like, no, it's good. Way to it go looks great. Yeah. I'm very, I'm trying to give Ernie's feedback. Oh, no. He's like, my girlfriend and my friends always say that I do that. And I don't mean it. I don't mean it that way. That's so funny. Why are you so whiny, check marks? Like, hey, come on. Oh, oh, man. Yeah. It was so good. It's so funny. But yeah, I love, I love assuming control of those situations. And especially when it comes to comedy stuff, like, you know, having that overly aggressive uh, approach to things is always fun. Um, 
and it's definitely backfired for sure. Can you think of a, a oh. specific? Oh, I'm sure you can. Oh yeah. As the word, Again. as the question came out of my mouth. Oh yeah, I remember definitely once with again. I'm pretty sure I told this before, but uh, I was in an improv class and we were doing a long scene and we were bouncing back and forth and we kept calling people. Your Missouri came out there. Well, bouncing back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Um, and I remember it was something calling, they were calling somebody a, it was a, they were referring to someone as like, it was like a, a C word or something like that. They kept calling them C, the C something. Like sea monster? It was a sea monster. Okay, yes. Yeah. They're like the sea monster. And they were saying it like the C word. And I was like, cause they taught, they teach you like, Hey, don't beat around the bush. Right. Just saying, we were kind of like being around the bush, being around the bush, and I tapped someone out. I came in, I go, you're a cunt! And it was just like, I was expecting this uproarious laughter, and everyone just, like... Everyone just backed up. They're like, whoa, and I was like, that's what we're doing here! Let's not act like we're not! And the instructor goes, all right, so, hey, so a couple things. It's like, you're a big guy who just shouted that in someone's face. Like, that is super aggressive. This girl who's 5'2 over here, like, if she would have said that, that would have been hilarious. It's like, it's not funny from you. It's right. just aggressive. It's I was aggressive, like, yeah. I was like, point taken. That, I'm sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I completely forgot about that story. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm doing what we're supposed to. Right. I was like, yeah, but that didn't work for you because you came off. There this. are, let me paint a picture of you. <laughs> yeah, let's put a mirror up here and take a look at you and right. see how you just raged out and called someone, screamed cunt in right. someone's face. Now, yeah, look in this mirror, scream it at yourself. How yeah. does it feel? I yeah. was like, okay. Because I was so excited because I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Right. I'm calling out the game. Right. It's just like, well, that's right? the thing. Like, you're like, she's such a sea monster. What a sea monster. That's another thing I like to do is just be the deadpan guy who says the thing that everyone's like obviously yeah. alluding to but he's just like sledgehammer that's like, a risky game very risky and I game. know you, you know that but that is a very <laughs> yeah, risky it's a bit risky because it can go very much one of two ways because it's, it's similar to the the thing that you subscribe to the concept of say the joke yes like if you got a joke say if it's it, funny say it see what it ha yeah and it you may think it's funny, mm -hmm. legitimately think it's funny, yeah. and it may come out like you calling someone cunt. Yep. Like, and it is, it's a swing and a miss, and it's a yeah. very dangerous, like, you're playing Russian roulette, basically, mm -hmm. is what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I, I just like, I like people who are trying to be coy, and then I'm just like, oh, yeah, are you guys talking about this thing? Right. And they're like, yes, dog. There I'm is like, cool. <laughs> and then I walk away. There is a fun element to that, though. Yeah. When you can just do that, you're like, ah. they're like, fuck, fine. All right, let's yeah. just let's call it what it is. This yeah. is what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love doing that. I, I find it very hard not to do that at work. Oh, of course. I'm fine. Cause, and and to, to take it out of the realm of comedy and humor and put it into the realm of people who are Again, there's a lot of like, like just again beating around the bush of like, well, you know, we could, uh, we could do this or that, and you know, well, it depends on if so and so. And I was like, let's just say what it is. So and so fucked up. We're trying to fix what they fucked up. Why is no one holding them accountable? Like, let's yeah. not let's not fuck around with. Well, we could try to do this to rectify the situation and da da da. Fucking tell the person they screwed up. Yeah. And let's like it. Just I I I guess the the more I'm going along in life, the less I have time for. The, the niceties and I'm mm -hmm. just like let's just fucking be honest with what this is like someone's like tell this person that they're a fucking idiot mm -hmm. and then they either need to fix it or they get the fuck out yeah I appreciate and apparently HR doesn't agree with my approach <laughs> I appreciate uh, basically the um, 
We still going? I think so. Okay, yeah. Cool. Why? My browser is not. Oh. Still going. I'm still going. All right. Um, I appreciate people that are willing to put their cards on the table. Sure. Like I, I to me, um, that's refreshing. Because I don't like doing the ne- like, especially negotiations. I'm yeah. like, tell me what you really want. I'll tell you what I want, and let's just be. Why do I have to be like, you come in real high, I come in real low, right. and we'll just eager. Just tell me what the tell me what your thing is. Right. Let's go for it. Let's figure it out. And it's the same thing with situations like just being being open and honest is one of the most refreshing things. As long as you trust the other person, obviously that yes. they're going to be the same thing to you because. Because when you can cut through all that bullshit, oh god, it's so like, nice. Look, man, so nice. when you do this, it it really pisses me off and it's right. really annoying. And I know you don't do it intentionally, but it, if you could just be mindful of sure. that moving forward and things like it's like, oh wow, cool, we yeah. can say what we want to say. That's the D in me. Yeah, like 100%. I want to. Yeah, the you Justin Stralin, the, 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 the Justin Stralin story, the D in me, <laughs> the Justin Stralin story. I got D in me. <laughs> the Justin Stralin story. <laughs> I got this D in me, uh, and it wants to come out. And it wants, it needs to come out. <laughs> no more. <laughs> no more. Uh, you no, know, I think that is that as far as, uh, again, for those that are not aware, we're talking about the DISC personality assessment. Yes. Uh, D is, what is it, dominant or direct or something? Dominance. Yeah. And that, I, that, that's definitely part of, I, I just cut to it. What are we talking about? Let's yeah. do this. Let's get into it. Let's not fuck around. What is this? Why waste time? Right. And that's, right. for me, that's what it is. It's a lot of time wasting. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, again, like we had, there was a thing at work today where someone someone failed to do their job. And so uh, our department got, I got held accountable or it made us look like idiots. And I was like, I wanted to rush in headlong and just be like, look, I would like, talk to the person and go, you fucked, by, by you not doing your job, you made us look like a bunch of incompetent assholes. And here's what, and luckily someone pulled me back and went, I understand you want to do this. Here's how Braveheart Justin came out. Right. Here's how we should probably approach it. But Mm -hmm. I like if people, I just want people to be more okay with it. There'd be so much less. So what's a trigger in that situation? Is it the incompetence? Is it, is it me? Look, it's so I, I was personally involved in this and I, I did my job, but because they didn't do theirs, and because the client didn't realize that it was this other person who didn't pull their weight, it came back to the starting point, which was me, and it made me look like an incompetent asshole. Mm-hmm. And someone else in our department, too, had, had, had touched it at the same time as me, and so them as well. And I was like, that's not right. That because we did our job to the T, and it was now on your plate, yeah. you fully dropped the ball. So for me, that was because... It made me look like I was I did something wrong when I fully did not. That to me is a trigger. That's that injustice thing. Yeah, I agree. It and to I me, it admittedly had an emotional reaction, but I was I did want to just be direct about it. Like sure. I mean, yes, I probably could have been a little bit more couth, but yeah, I was I just wanted to sit down and just go, look, why did like you understand this affects us, right? And like, but that is too direct. Well, you know, it's also the timing is everything because it, again, it's it's all in how you frame it. You know, sure. It's it's you know if you could be like, hey, by you doing this, um, the client, uh, f- you did this thing, and the client feels that you know they weren't taken care of, and when they reached back, they came all the way back to us, and our team followed the protocols that were established, sure. and and um, you know moving forward, I would like to make sure that you understand what the handoff is, so that this doesn't happen again. Right. That versus like, hey, numb nuts. Right. Uh, I'm the guy that does his job. You must be the other guy. 
do your job. Be one of me. Right. All right. Like this, it's obviously very, very specific in, sure. in how that stuff works. Um, and sure, this person had has you know twenty years uh, you know uh, experience in this well, uh, job role. Makes it even and, worse. Uh, and a, a much higher title than me. Doesn't mean I'm not going to call them a numbnuts. Well, yeah, because yeah. they are. Yeah, because oh, that's the thing too. For me, is it's that's it's it's I don't the give injustice. A shit what your title is? Oh, I don't. It's funny how we've gotten to that point. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. That's but for, very good point. I, I, don't I don't know, know. if it's good or bad. Like that is a very good point. Because part of it, it can be refreshing where someone can just come up and like because that to me that's you being a leader. Sure. Depending, it depends. You can be a leader in that situation where you're right. like, look, man, it doesn't matter to me what your title is and what my title is. This is a situation. I'm going to talk to you directly because a title shouldn't hinder or be able to. Because we're both employees at this We're company. also both human beings. Right. So I should be able to come and talk to you. And I've felt really good about breaking down those barriers. Yeah, yeah. There's been some uh, situations where people are like, how comfortable are you talking with like senior leaders? I'm like, fine. Totally fine. I yeah. don't care. Like, whatever. I'll present to him. I'll talk to him. Right. Like, I have no, no issues with that whatsoever. Um, because I, I don't believe titles should separate people. No. It's 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 a situation where I'm like, nah, man. If I was running a company, I'd expect anyone to be able to come and talk to me. I don't yes. want anyone to be like, oh, there's the owner or whatever. No, fucking come talk to me. I don't give a shit. I, it should be that way. So, yeah. In that regard, yeah, it's probably good. The bad thing is that eh, if we're a little emotionally charged, and we're like, I got something to say to you, Mr. Right. Boss Man. You know, you can take your non-paternity leave and shove it. You know, like tonight we ride. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the same time, um, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, yeah, <laughs> I forgot what Derailed I was going. Derailed very quickly. Yeah, on I was that like, one. where am I going with this? I had a point. Uh, I think you were talking about how we have to be. Uh, we have to be uh, our approach. Our approach to it. Yeah, is where you were going. I, I think that's where you're going with it. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, yeah, our approach to things is is very important. How you word it and everything like that. But being direct, I think, is is incredibly important. Um, just to to be able to talk to people. But that's also the thing too, because personality styles. You know, if you're very direct to somebody and they're just like, Justin is attacking me right. and he's very aggressive. He doesn't. He's not. He he's <clears throat> essentially. I feel like I'm not being my social uh, collateral is being reduced based sure. on this conversation. I think Justin's going to hate me forever after this. That creates stressors. I probably will. Where it's possible, but oh, I remember what I was getting to. Uh, is that's all true? But also the fact that you know, for me, when someone it's it's more than someone not doing their job. It's the fact that. Okay, that sucks. You didn't do your job, and you should be doing your job, but then maybe they're not held accountable, and that's the part to it. Yes. Where I'm like, wait, you're allowing someone who's doing a subpar job to continue to exist on this plane of, now that, and a, that is of a the world, and that's not issue okay. That I that is, and and that I think the hard part that both of us have seen is that that builds up mm -hmm. in inside of us over time. Mm -hmm. Like, and that just that that rage that's that's where the rage and the and the justice kind of those personalities start to come together. That just, feeds it. You're getting angrier and angrier that these people are not being held accountable. And so the, those two sides are just kind of fueling each other. And Lack yeah. of consistency will drive uh, Practical Doug to calmly turn the key at his NASA center and set off a nuke. Because <laughs> he's like, doesn't compute, doesn't right. compute. We've got to shut it down. <laughs> like, we'll blow it all up. We'll start over. Just like calmly opening the gas can, yeah. calmly dumping it around, sitting down and just lighting the match and sitting and going, yeah. we're going to burn this all down. We'll start it's over. it's going to be fine. Because I Everything's can't, fine here. What's that I, meme? That, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, this is fine. Yeah. 
Um, I can't compute. I cannot reconcile situations where someone is doing so a poor job. They're not held accountable, but then you see someone who does the same thing or maybe even less, and they're allowed or they're let go, and you're like, wait, what? Or they're disciplined in right. some way, and you're like, but, but this guy, right. what about that? And they're like, well, you know, we kind of need him right now. Uh, we're, otherwise, we'll be understaffed, right. and it's about to be the busy season. And you're like, ah, uh, it's going to do more harm if they're around. Like, yeah, but... To bring this back full circle, yeah. the other excuse that I hate is when they go, well, he brings in a lot of money. For the oh, company. fuck it. Oh, and yeah. I, like, that's right back around Oof. to that money drives... Cream. I feel Cash it. rules everything around me. I feel that in my stomach when you said that. Like yeah. I had that. Well, like, he brings. He does bring in a lot of money for the organization. At I'm what like, cost? That means nothing. At what cost? Right. Like I don't give a shit. Right. You, so that means you can sacrifice your company's values. Sure. Yeah. You sacrifice your organization's so culture. They get to do carte blanche, whatever the fuck they want to do, not be held accountable because we don't want to rock the boat yeah. because they bring in a lot of money. It's like, or you just don't want to coach them. Right. You're like, well, I don't. Uh, you can do both. Right. They can it, be successful, and sure. you can tell them to stop being a dick. <laughs> exactly. It's or very start, much a possibility. Start actually doing their job. Sorry, I'm yeah. getting far no. too into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and smashing genitals Whoa! together. You know, it's just like, yeah. Yeah. You uh, want to clack nuts? <laughs> yeah. Boom. 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 We have connected on a genital level. <laughs> And that's how work should be. Yeah, right? Yes. That is more how the office should be. So, yeah, things like hearing things like this, like I think we talked about this maybe off mic last week. I understand why people start their own businesses. Yes. I understand where people are like, I need to be my own boss because you see this stuff. And what gives me a little bit of hope is I'm like, it's it's not unique to your loca- your organization. No, not at all. It's not unique to mine. Nope. Yeah. It exists everywhere, which gives me a little bit of hope because I'm like, well, it's not unique, but at the same time, it's like, God damn it, this is everywhere. Right. And it, you realize, again, how important it is to have an organization that's that the culture mm-hmm. and the employee match. Right. Because, and we've talked about this before too, it's essentially a cult like atmosphere that people all drink the Kool-Aid. They're like, we're on board. This is our culture. We believe in this. We 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 die on the hills for this. Right. And when everyone is unified and flowing, it is amazing what will happen. But if you have the people are like, well, he doesn't fit the culture, but he's bringing in the money right. and that's funding us right now. It's like when you start making exceptions, it gets really dangerous. Yep. It gets really dangerous. And those are the things where I'm not willing to sacrifice that stuff. Now, again, I'm also not being held i'm not going to board meetings i don't have shareholders and stuff where they're like you gotta meet your bottom line by this quarter or you're fucked it's like okay cool um i don't have that kind of responsibility on my shoulders but at the same time long term yeah it's kind of like playing a video game and you know there's a way to turn on god mode (laughs) or you can cheat yeah. And you're like, you yeah, know what? Yeah. I'm just going to do it for a little bit. I'm going to give myself a little bit of extra money. Right. Just so, ah, you know, I just want to get this. Um, I'm going to give myself an upgraded item just real quick because whatever. I mean, I'd get it anyway. I'm just going to save myself some time or, oh, this is a tough part. I'll just turn on God mode, get out of I, it and keep going. for a while. Yeah. And all of a sudden you realize you're just playing on cheat mode the whole time. Right. And all of a sudden, for me, the fun just leaves the game. Right. You're murder, death, killing everything. Because I was like, oh, so I didn't earn any of this. And now the right. whole part of the game, that the struggle that's important to, and the exciting part of it, you just eliminated right. altogether. And it's the same thing in that regard where you have this thing you're working, you're trying to build, you're trying to, it's an ecosystem, and you're like, well, I'm allowing this predator to be here to sort of overeat 
over welcome, you know, over uh, stay their welcome. And it gets super frustrating to see that happen because it permeates. Right. Because it's an example that people can take on. Because I was like, well, if that guy does that and he's a senior leader, uh, maybe I could do that. Right. And then before you know it. I think the big thing is is that like where it leads, it's, it leads by example. And everyone's like, well, if they, can, uh, if they can make that exception here, if we let this one slide, why not let two slide? Yep. Why not let more slide? And, yep. that's, and that's where I see people who allow that to happen. I lose respect for them. Yeah. Because I'm like, wait, you were allowing this to happen and you're okay with it? It's like, then you, you got to make sure that if you try to discipline anyone else for the same thing, that's a no-no. You have yourself, you're putting yourself at risk right. in that regard. And uh, I just, I, again, it's easy for me to stand back and be like, I would never do that. But in general, I'm like, I don't feel comfortable that we're allowing this kind of stuff to happen. Um, yeah. It's a fucking crying shame, man. <laughs> that, that came that, from a good place. That, that came, and so did I. Yep. Now, and now I'm done. Oh, you ever burped and came at the same time? Throw <laughs> <laughs> I nice. have zero transition for that. Hey, man, it's the segue of the century. I don't know what you want from me. I set it up perfectly. Perfectly. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like some... <laughs> Some guy's like, what's she doing, man? I set that fucking shit up. I set the shit up perfectly. Perfect. I uh, want to take that small bit and cut that for our uh, our next like best of. Just like you ever burped and came at the same time. And we're done. Blackout. My God. <laughs> uh, so today, today's throwdown. Uh, your shirt actually inspired today's throwdown. I've been staring. Oh, boy. I've, been, I've been staring at that head for a long time. It's Doug. shiny. I'm bald. Get over it. Not that one. <laughs> no, uh, I want to see. There you go. <laughs> so Doug's wearing a, uh, a, a Mario riding Yoshi shirt, and Yoshi is mid uh, tongue grab, uh, looking for something, potentially uh, a nipple. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> I nipples want are not up that. High. I'm just saying, I don't know. Um, I was thinking about. I'm like, who could Yoshi be going against? And I there was a. I just typed in Yoshi verse, and it had a, a bunch of interesting things. Is it all like? Uh, uh, Curb Stomp, what's the name of that game? <laughs> oh, the one with uh, Mario and fighting other different characters on the uh, Nintendo. Smash Brothers? There you go. Okay. Curb is Stomp, it, same is thing. Is it all that Nintendo game, American History X? <laughs> Curb Stomp? Um, so uh, one of them that doesn't make sense to me is Yoshi vs. Tails. From Sonic? Yeah, which mm. I don't like. But then another one came up, and I'm like, that's an interesting one. Yoshi vs. Pac-Man. Because they're both... They both eat things. <laughs> they both don't have hands. Okay. They both they both move, presumably walk, move around, and they eat things. I feel like <laughs> this is a very strange one, isn't it? I feel like. Well, but then who else could Yoshi go against? Because I was trying to think too. I'm just another like, dinosaur. Yoshi like versus a T Rex. <laughs> Yoshi versus a raptor. <laughs> Yoshi um. all day. I love, have you seen any of the things that are like realistic portrayals of video game characters? No. And they have like realistic portrayals of like Mario Brothers, and it's like, oh my god, like Yoshi's like a fucking ferocious like dinosaur. I love that. The Mario Brothers are like gritty dudes with like fire and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Um, I, I mean, I'm fine with Yoshi versus Pac-Man. I think Yoshi gets or Yoshi versus Spyro. I don't know Spyro very well. He okay. can fly, so I mean, and that's breathe fire. That's a, and it's advantage. Spyro, you know? yeah. Um, Yoshi versus Pac-Man. Let's go. I, with I that. feel like Yoshi has a pretty significant advantage because he's got a long tongue. I feel like he can just grab Pac-Man and just be like, Arr! 
I feel like Pac-Man is also the shape of a, what a lot of what Yoshi eats. Mm-hmm. So, so it'd be really uh, if I'm like, I guess yeah. how big is Pac-Man in relation to Yoshi? I feel like in this scenario, Pac-Man is Yoshi size. Okay. So they're they're equivalent in size. Well, in that case, really, the only thing Pac-Man has to do is like he can just move around. Uh, and he he can can't just, jump. He can't. Uh, no. This is a very poor throw. Well, because okay, I mean, I imagine Yoshi just doing like, and he's he, just stomping on. Right. Him. He can stomp on him, and then he yeah. can eat the pieces. <laughs> and then eat the pieces, uh, and then poop out eggs. Is there anyone else that Yoshi could go against that's a worthy opponent in that realm? In that realm, because um, like mean, the thing is, you could put Yoshi against anyone, and a lot of other people will win against Yoshi. Yeah, I but mean, I'm trying to think of like a worthy competitor. Oh God, if you type in Yoshi in real life. The images are horrifying. Show me what you got. This is just a dirty Yeah, right? Yoshi. Yeah, that look at is, that. Yeah. I don't like that. In that's a heroin addicted Yoshi. That's like a guy that's almost lost That his. one I'm into. Yeah, right. That tongue is really awful. Right? Yeah. I guess that'd be... Yeah. Oh, it's interesting. It comes out... I don't like how it exits the mouth. <laughs> Not a fan of that. Not a that is fan. A, that's a pull quote right there. What's it? I don't like how it exits the mouth. <laughs> Uh, God, I don't know. I mean, you could do Yoshi versus Koopa, Yoshi versus. Uh, there's a sexy Yoshi. We don't need that. Wait. You want to see it? Show me more. Sexy Yoshi. Oh, God. Yoshi with tits. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. I don't think. I don't think there's another one that we could do. I mean, audience, if you can come up with a better one, let us know. But I think I've got to go with Yoshi versus uh, Yo- Yoshi versus Pac-Man. Yeah, I'd say Yoshi would win that. I mean, because, yeah, really, <clears throat> Pac-Man is just, uh, he just opens and closes his mouth. That's about it. Here's like a Goomba. <laughs> oh, with the fucking, no, don't like that. Yeah, right? That's pretty horrifying. Don't like that at all. Yeah, uh, yeah I, look, in, in this realm, Yoshi is really, uh, in, Again, unless you completely overpower him and give him, like, Yoshi versus uh, Koopa, obviously Koopa's going to win that one. Yeah. Right? Like, so someone that is on par with Yoshi, I can't think of, oh, oh, here we go. Yoshi versus uh, Kirby. Ooh. That's going to be the official throwdown. Yoshi versus, you can cut the rest of this out. It's Yoshi versus Kirby. That's awesome. Uh, Real quick, I'm looking at a, uh, this is called a Gritty Brawl Bob's House of Video Games, and it's like... See if I can pull up the actual whatever you can kind of see it from here. Like it's these Nintendo characters, but like gritty. Oh, like real li- There's Link. Oh, There's damn. Donkey Kong. Is that Mario? <laughs> That's up front? Mario up that front. Is a weird There's Mario. Samus over there. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. interesting. I like uh, that. Anyway, uh, Yoshi versus Kirby. Oh man, Kirby can just like pull in so much. Right. He just sucks. He it just in. Sucks, sucks it in, in so, so much. much, and really, it doesn't matter what it is. Right. Like for the most part. Um, Side. Yeah, because he sucks in things like. Twice the size. He, he he can mostly fly. He can he can float. He can float. He, he puffs himself up, and that gets him to a point. But there's a point yeah. to where he cannot. Puff he has to have longer. something that allows him to fly. I think, if I'm not mistaken, is it like some sort of star? Or something? Well, no. He can he can suck in air and puff, but uh, eventually he gets full and he can't. And then he starts to come down. Gotcha. In Smash Brothers, though, he can also turn himself into a brick and fall real quick. Mm-hmm. He can use whatever he sucks in. He can spit that back out really hard at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is a really good one. Like between that, yeah. Because Yoshi can when he when he eats you in Smash Brothers, he can poop you out in an egg, mm-hmm. you know, and then he can kick. He can do whatever he wants to you. Yeah, and he, he has a double jump in he the does game. Have a double jump. Depending on what he eats, he can get different abilities too. Right. So if he has like a, a blue shell in right. his mouth, he can fly. 
If he has a yellow shell, he can stomp. Right. If he has a red shell, he can shoot fire. There it is. Uh, excuse me. Flying, stomping, fire shooter. Right. That's what it's, he is. Depending on what he's got around yeah. him. Yeah. Um, but uh, the same. If we're, we're going like. Yoshi from like the Super Nintendo game too, right? Not from Smash Brothers. Right, right, right. And and original Kirby, like uh, Game Boy Kirby. Gotcha. Yeah. I feel like Kirby's got a little more um, agility. I do too. I think he he could. I, the fact that he can do the puffs and float, I feel like that's that's because he can really he can mess. With, he can. He's got a little bit more to your point, agility and, mm-hmm. and aerial agility. But at the same time, while he has a nice sort of spread when it comes to like pulling in stuff, yeah. I think Yoshi's got the range. He does. Yes, he does have the range. So it's a matter of can Kirby close the distance or get behind him or get behind. Well, regardless, he's got to close the distance. He's got to close. Yes. And can because the thing is like if Yoshi like Yoshi can't miss is what it has to boil down to because right. he gets one shot right to to shoot his tongue and grab him. if he misses. He's fucked. Then Kirby can close that gap. Exactly. Yeah. So I think because it's dependent on Yoshi, it, it Yoshi Yoshi's accuracy accuracy has to be flawless, and because of that, I think Kirby has so much more ability. Uh, I, I I think Kirby has a better chance of closing the gap and missing the tongue yeah. than Yoshi does on getting that one shot. Agreed. So I got to say Kirby for the win. Kirby for the win. Kirby for the win. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, we got there. We got there, man. We found it. That's what that's what matters. Uh, Justin, mm. what do you got to uh, promote this week? So <clears throat> it's not groundbreaking television in the slightest, uh, but it's really well acted, very well put together, and it's got a great cast. Um, the Morning Show on Apple TV Plus. Okay. It's <clears throat> if you don't subscribe to it, you uh, you can see the first two episodes for free. Apple's putting the first two or three episodes of all of their shows out there so you can watch them for free and see if you want to subscribe if they get you. I watched the first two episodes of The Morning Show and I actually, I I liked it. Again, it's not telling a revolutionary story. It's about someone who works in a morning show who is accused of sexual misconduct and uh, is subsequently fired and it's how The Morning Show deals with that afterwards. Interesting. It's the Today Show with Matt Lauer. That is exactly (laughs) what it is. Without any, it, it it makes no apologies for what it is. It is absolutely blatantly that but the cast is stu- is stellar, mm-hmm. and they all do a really great job. So, um, not overly inventive, but well done. I nice. would say take take a look at that. The other one I can't figure out. We watched the first episode of Dickinson with Haley Steinfeld. She plays Emily Dickinson. Okay. But it's like a, it's like a watered down Guy Pierce movie. Okay. Like they are very kind of self referential, self aware. They they make modern like. She tells someone like, oh, that's bullshit. I'll see you later. Like, she, like they talk very modern, but it's set back in the like 1860s. So mm-hmm. it's it's a weird, I, I can't quite figure out what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a watch and let us know what you think, because okay. I'm, I'm still up in the air on it. I don't nice. know. Yeah. Um, what do I'm, you got? I'm reading a comic right now called Cowboy Ninja Viking. <laughs> Um, I feel like someone told us about this. Uh, it was a movie. It was going to be a movie starring Chris Pratt. Yes. At one point okay. before That's, it got. So it's based uh, off a, no- a graphic novel. Yeah. So it's a comic. It's interesting. It's okay. very. It's it's basically about a character uh, who, named Duncan who has three personalities living inside of him: a okay. cowboy, uh, a ninja, and a Viking. All right. And he's what they call a triplet, and he's one of like a, several assassins who basically exist, and they're extremely lethal. But you meet these other triplets who have these three different personalities, and they're random. Okay. One guy was like, um, 
uh, what was it? There was like a sniper. Um, oh, fuck, it was a sniper. There was something else and a chef. Okay. Another person was That's like, um, you know, like a gladiator, um, uh, a fencer from the 1700s, and an and um, a uh, a rab. Uh, no, uh, uh, Amish guy. Like okay. there's just they're completely random and like the the, the so they, when they switch to these personalities do they fully do they realize that they've switched personalities or is it this this a full personality that just thinks they woke up no they all exist together at the same time the person plus those other personalities oh. and they do a really good job art wise of letting you know who's talking very interesting like so the Viking whenever he's talking the the bubble would be drawn with a big old axe yeah the ninja has a sword and the cowboy has a gun interesting so you're always able to tell and it's it's so interesting now it's, are these different it's, uh, personas of the same person or are they like positing that four people inhabit a body. It's kind of like that because sometimes you'll get like cutaway panels where you're seeing the ninja and you're seeing the Viking and you're seeing the cowboy and they're all like talking at the same time, like with each other. And then there's Duncan who like has a ninja sword, a gun, and then also an ax with him too. And okay. like, and they're like, they t- it's, it's fascinating. Can it's- he, call upon these at will or do they randomly pop in they kind of uh they're kind of all talking at the same time they're all very aware got and it. okay. it's very interesting it's oh, it's wow. got a really good sense of humor to it yeah, which i yeah. appreciate and uh it's absolutely fascinating i'm so into that i would say check it out i yeah. I'm, I'm i'm about halfway through uh, the one that i have right now it's it's very interesting so uh, i hope they do make a movie i'm curious with the premise like it'd be I fun to watch that, yeah so it's definitely worth checking out Anywho, uh, guys, thanks for listening. This was fun. Uh, don't forget to check us out on all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at uh, MindGapPodcast. We're also on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash MindGapPodcast. Come hang out with us while we record our episode, chat with us. It's always fun. You can also check out our YouTube uh, page. Look for MindGapPodcast there. And Justin also exists digitally. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. Give me a follow and uh, talk to me because I like uh, people watching me. I'm weird like that. And then while you're in the online realm, check us out on Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher. Spotify. And Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold. You can subscribe to us, share us around, like us, rate us, review us, all those things. And then 2East8th.com slash MindGap and 2East8th in general just keep an eye on uh, our socials uh we've got uh we're shooting with chris and madigan next weekend i think and then uh we're also shooting our next short film next weekend as well oh and uh check out ah crap now i have to pull it up bear with me bear with me now how would you spell that bear with me doug uh it should be b-e-a-r because if you do b-a-r-e that means like i want to get naked with me Awesome. Get naked with me. You have successfully stalled for time. Yay! Project, check out projectchicago.com. That's projectchicago.com. You can look at the 2019 Fest. It's the Chicago Real Shorts Film Fest. Uh, this coming Friday, uh, when you're listening to that, it would be the 8th. Uh, we are, it's the set, uh, Friday and Saturday. There's uh, two showings each night. And our son's girlfriend, Jeff, is screening at the 8 p.m. showing on Friday. And I think there's going to be like an audience award and then the festival will vote and Saturday night they reveal their winners and it's a whole thing. So Drew's coming into town for that. Oh boy. Uh, if you guys can buy, you can buy tickets on projectchicago.com. Uh, go support us and all the other independent filmmakers out there. It's really cool. Uh, looking at the lineup and some of the posters, they look like there's some really interesting short films That's that awesome. are going to be screening. So That's yeah. exciting. How exciting. Justin, thank you so much. Douglas, thank you. Twitch, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you so much, and we will see you next time on Mind Gap Podcast. Mind Gap Podcast.